The best executive is the one who has sense enough to pick good people to do what he wants done and self-restraint to keep from meddling with them while they do it. Theodore Roosevelt. What is the language of leadership? It is the skills, traits, lessons learned, communications, and inspirations of leaders. The Language of Leadership podcast will help you develop the successful tools renowned leaders have discovered and have used effectively, sharing with you how to be the leader you desire to be and the leader your team will desire to follow. Now, here is your host, Chuck Marting. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of The Language of Leadership. I am your host, Chuck Marting. Well, this week we're going to have another solo episode where I'm going to be going over another principle of leadership with you. This principle of leadership is one that I've had many people get a hold of me. They've either emailed or texted and asked, what is the number one success principle for leadership? And I had to look back at the episodes because I thought I'd done it and I didn't. So I apologize to you, but I want to go ahead and do that today. And that number one principle, the one that you should start with, is taking 100% responsibility for your life. That is the number one principle that Jack Canfield teaches in the success principles. It's also the first one that he teaches in his Train the Trainer course. And it's also, if you've seen any of his seminars, it's the first principle that he goes over. And that is take 100% responsibility for your life. When people don't like the outcomes they're experiencing, most choose to blame the event for their lack of results. Or in other words, you can blame the economy, the weather, the lack of the money, lack of education, racism, your wife, your husband, the lack of support, and so on, but never yourself. This is what most people choose to do. These factors exist and they impact us. If they were the deciding factor in determining whether someone is successful or not, Nobody would ever be successful. The deciding factor in success is not the external conditions and circumstances. It's how you choose to respond. Often individuals defend their self-destructive habits, such as drinking or smoking, with indefensible logic, excuses, and reasons why. We ignore useful feedback from those around us, and we fail to continuously educate ourselves or even learn new skills waste time on trivial aspects of our life and engage in idle gossip, eat unhealthy foods, and we fail to exercise or spend more time or we fail to tell the truth, we don't ask for what we want, and then wonder why our lives are working the way they are. Successful people taking a different approach to events, they simply change the responses to the events until they get the outcomes that they want. You can change your thinking, change your communication, change your pictures you hold in your head, and you can change the behavior, that's all you really have control over anyway. We get stuck in conditioned responses to our spouses and children, to our work colleagues, to our customers, our clients, to our students, to the world at large. We have to gain control of our thoughts, our images, our dreams, and our behavior. Everything you think, say, or do needs to become intentional and aligned with your purpose, your values, and your goals. If you don't like your outcomes, change your responses. You are creating your experiences, your success, the quality of your relationships, and your health by your thoughts and beliefs. 
beliefs are no more than thoughts that you have conditioned yourself to think over and over again. The visual images you focus on, internally and externally, the resulting emotions they create, and your actions, and you have total control over all three of these. Personal responsibility is the key attitude for personal empowerment. It is to your full advantage to assume full responsibility for the circumstances of your life as well as your reactions to those circumstances. Without self-judgment or self-blame, you can focus your attention on understanding yourself and your choices. With this awareness, you can make educated, intentional choices. When your choices don't result in you getting things the way you thought you wanted them, you can look to understand what happened and what action you can take rather than looking for someone or some circumstances to blame. How often in life have you experienced this? Most of us have experienced this as children growing up and well into our adulthood and into the present day. Not taking 100% responsibility is often observed in the actions or even non-reactions of others as well. How often have you known the truth about a situation and what caused it, but yet watched and listened to the person responsible do everything they can and everything they can think of to explain, give an excuse, or blame anyone but themselves for the failure. There is a simple formula that can help us as leaders understand and embrace 100% responsibility, and that formula is introduced by Jack Canfield is E plus R equals O, which is event plus response equals outcome. Every outcome you experience in your life is a result of how you've responded to earlier events or events in your life. If you don't like the outcomes you're currently getting, then there are two basic choices that you can make. One, you can blame the event for your lack of results. In other words, you can blame the economy, the weather, gender bias, your spouse, your boss, your coworkers, and so on. There are many factors that can contribute to the outcome, but if they were the deciding factor, nobody would ever succeed. For every reason, why something is not possible, there are a hundred other people who have faced the same circumstances and succeeded. Number two, you can instead simply change your response to the events, the way things are until you get the outcomes you want. You can change your thinking, change your communication, change the pictures that you hold in your head, and you can change your behavior. You can break out of your conditioned responses to circumstances and increase your awareness and change your actions. All of this leads to new outcomes. What I have learned is that there are three responses you have any control over. Your behavior, including what you say and how you say it. Your thoughts, or your self-talk and beliefs, both conscious and unconscious. Your visual imagery, including your images of the future. So suppose I approach a member of my team, and let's say John, and I say, John, of all the people I've ever met in all my years of leadership, you have to be the biggest idiot I have ever had on my team. Would this raise John's self-esteem? <laughs> Not at all. Do you think that statement would lower John's self-esteem? Maybe. Do you think it wouldn't matter what I say to John, but rather what John says to himself after I stop talking that affects his self-esteem? You bet. It's important that we understand fully that it's not what I say to John, 
but what John says to John after I stop talking that affects how he feels about himself. If John goes inside himself after I stop talking, he says, My God, he's only known me for 30 minutes, and how did he find out so soon? That will affect his self-esteem in a negative way. But if he goes inside himself and he says, Well, our leader just picked on me because he knows that I have a strong self-concept and can take this kind of teasing, John will feel good about himself. Just remember, when someone says something to you that hurts, look inside yourself and see what it is you are telling yourself about yourself. For the rest of this podcast, I invite you to hold the attitude that nobody else can make you feel anything and you can't make other people feel certain ways. You can't hurt other people's feelings. People hurt their own feelings by how they interpret what you say and how they react to what you say. The E plus R equals O formula works well in terms of seeing how we let other people make us feel bad. For example, suppose that I go to another team member named Mary, and on our team, I tell her, Mary, you have green hair. Would that make Mary feel bad? Probably not, but why not? Because Mary knows she doesn't have green hair. So it's not what I say to Mary that affects how she feels. What Mary believes to be true about her hair before I say what I say is what causes her response to me. So what if I said to Mary, Mary, you are a mean, selfish, cruel person. Could that hurt Mary? I believe so. I believe that my statement would only hurt Mary if she has any doubts about whether or not she is mean, selfish, or cruel. If she's totally clear that she is a loving, warm, and generous person, then she wouldn't be hurt by the statements that because she would know that the truth of who she is is just like she knows her hair isn't green. What we need to understand is anytime someone says something to you and you feel hurt, it's because at some level you have a doubt about yourself in that area. And that doubt existed long before someone opened up their mouth and said something to you. A lot of times E plus R equals O is a lot for us to take. It's the first time that we've been told that everything that we do is 100% our responsibility. Now, I've had conversations with a lot of people. There are a lot of different situations that come into play in life that, can I say, are 100% my responsibility that I caused it? Probably not, but it's all in how we look at it. So say I get into a traffic accident, God forbid, on the way home today. If I'm in that intersection and I get hit by a car, is that 100% my responsibility? Could be. And the reason why I say that is, is that the normal route that I take on the way home? Is it a different time during the day that I went to that intersection? Are there things that led up to me being in that place at that very exact same time that could have contributed to me taking responsibility of being in that accident? It's all in how we picture and how we look at things. If we're looking for excuses, if we're looking for reasons to blame, then it makes it a lot harder for us to understand this principle and to see the other things that are involved that are to our benefit. It's not easy. Believe me, when our water heater went out and it needed to be replaced and that $2,000 bill came into play, it kind of hurt a little bit. So taking 100% responsibility for that, that was a little bit hard. But the way that we looked at it was this. 
we have a savings account. We have money in our account because things are going to wear out. Things are going to happen. Murphy's going to come knocking on the door and we need to have something in place to take care of those. So instead of blaming the plumbing company, blaming the manufacturer of the heater, blaming the circumstances that existed and saying that woe is me because this happened, trying to find someone to blame, I showed gratitude for having the opportunity to take care of this knowing that I had the means to do so, that I had planned just in case something unforeseen should happen. That is what I'm talking about when taking 100% responsibility. Does that make sense? I guess the next question is, how do I change this? How do we become a leader who is confident in themselves, in the decisions they make, and how they lead a team? You have to do the work on you first. As you learn how to do this, you will soon pick up on the lack of confidence of others, see the blame game and often gets played, and see individuals truly struggling becoming stressed, not knowing how to best respond to people they interact with on their team and the confidence they have with themselves. Making huge, significant changes to taking 100% responsibility for ourselves isn't going to happen overnight. However, we can make a 5% change today in any of those areas we find ourselves lacking. A perfect exercise to help making these positive changes and building the confidence in ourselves is making those small changes daily. A worksheet that I have attached to the show notes will help you in accomplishing just this. The Responsibility Sentence STEM Worksheet will help you make a 5% change that you can take more responsibility for the outcomes in your life and make progress forward. This worksheet covers five areas, but I'm sure upon reflection you can add more. Those areas are life, living with passion, attaining your goals, relationships, and self-esteem. An example from the worksheet would be, if I were to take 5% more responsibility for my life and well-being, I would exercise 30 minutes a day. I would only eat fast food one time per week. I would meditate more often. I would get more sleep. Another example would be, if I were to take 5% more responsibility for the attainment of my goals, I would do five things a day to get me closer to my goals. I would spend an extra hour a day in action rather than watching TV. I would share my goals with family and friends and ask for accountability. I would do the one thing that I have been procrastinating on. So these examples for the Responsibility Sentence STEM worksheet are examples based on Dr. Nathaniel Brandon's work. I hope this gives you the ability to develop and begin taking 100% responsibility in your life. Share this with your team to help build them up and begin seeing noticeable differences in accountability and what you and your team are able to accomplish. Another tool that was shared with me, that of the art of confrontation. Steve Chandler spoke of this in 100 Ways to Motivate Others, and I want to take this time to share this with you as well. Steve Chandler explains that one of the ways to inspire increased motivation in others is in what he calls the art of confrontation. It shows you as a leader how to enjoy holding people accountable. Imagine that. Pretty intriguing already, isn't it, knowing how people do everything they can in most cases 
to avoid taking accountability as we've talked about so far? You see, most leaders think it's impossible to enjoy holding people accountable. Sometimes leaders think the hard part of being a leader, they often think it's one of the downsides and necessary evil associated with the burden of leadership. Fortunately, Steve Chandler shares a way for this to be an enjoyable thing to do. You see, when you need to speak to an employee about a behavior or performance level that is not working for you, experiment with using the acronym ART. A. A stands for first appreciate and acknowledge the employee for who they are and what they bring to the organization, taking time to note their strengths and their talents, and then give a very specific recent example of something that that team member did that particularly impressed you and benefited you and your team. R. Next, reinstate your own commitment to the person, such as, I believe in you. I hired you because what I saw in you, I see even more in what you are now than when I hired you. I am committed to your success. I'm devoted to your career and to you being happy and fulfilled. Then you need to tell that team member exactly and specifically what they can count on always from you. List what you do as a leader and how you fight for fair pay, how you are available at all times, how you are always there to get the team members the tools they need for success. This recommitment places the conversation in the proper context. You see, 90% of marginal reprimands are destructive to both the leader and the employee relationship because they are felt to be out of context. The big picture has to be established first. It has to be done always. So T, lastly, track the agreement you want to track, the existing agreement you have with your team member about the matter in question. If there is no existing agreement, you should create one right there on the spot. It has to be mutually authored with mutual respect and you see agreements are co-creations. They are not mandates or rules. When the agreement is not being kept by both sides, both sides need to put all their cards on the table in a mutual supportive way, which will either rebuild the agreement or create a new agreement. People will break other people's rules, but people will keep their own agreements. Remember a quote by Tom Peters, leaders don't create followers, they create more leaders. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Language of Leadership. The principle of taking 100% accountability is not only my favorite principle to teach and to continue to learn about, but it has also been the most effective and most rewarding part of watching my team grow and watching the success of others after learning how to implement this. We're never going to be perfect, but we sure as heck can try. This principle could be taught for days, and we don't have that kind of time today but I hope that you've learned enough here to start seeing the benefit and the impact that this leadership principle can have, not only in your leadership, but also in being taught and followed with with your team. If you found the information in this podcast to be of great value to you, please share it with others. The podcast, like I said, is growing and we're getting a lot of positive responses. And we have to thank you for doing that, for sharing the show, for getting the word out. In the coming weeks, we'll have more guests on They'll be talking about the principles of leadership that they have found that have benefited them the most and have made the most impact in leading their own teams to success. Remember to check out our YouTube channel and share that with others as well. I've had a few comments as to why 
I'm not filming myself when I'm doing these solo episodes. And I'll tell you the truth, I really don't have a good answer for that. So starting with the next solo episode that I do, I will flip the camera on and you'll see me having a conversation with each of you. So until next week, when we bring you another episode of Language and Leadership, continue with your learning, continue to progress, know that you're not alone and have the strength and the commitment to be better than you are today. Take care. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of The Language of Leadership. This podcast is dedicated to help you navigate your leadership journey. You will learn the language and skills you need to be the leader you want to be. Remember, the language of leadership is an art. It is why your team wants to follow you. Take care.